0: From the alberta motorcycle safety society and welcome to think bike a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in alberta we like to talk about everything motorcycle related and bring you great guests to share their stories so thank you for tuning in on today's podcast we have brought back our friend karen mcmillan from the alberta safety council who is often confused with the alberta motorcycle safety society at any shows <laughs> we're at so we are constantly like no but here's their brochure and take a course um <laughs> karen is joining us again we did a we did an episode earlier this season with one of our partner schools in calgary at too cool with trevor deck on rural riding tips because the the level of fatalities out in the country has been significant over the last three years. And then I thought about it. I'm like, why are we not bringing up some city riding tips? Because I often see on social media, people who talk about, I'm scared to ride in the city. I don't like to be in the city. And maybe this will be something Karen can help us explain, um, to maybe build some confidence and give some people some ideas on how to get around inside the big cities. So
1: welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me again, Leanne. It's always a pleasure to be chatting, you know, just on a, (laughs) it's a Saturday. It's It's an excellent way to spend the Saturday with you (laughs) for a little bit.
0: I mean, like, I love our partnerships with everybody that we have because everybody's so willing to come on and, and share their expertise. And that's the one thing we're very proud of is everybody we have on the show is a credible, credible informational guest. So let's, um, let's just get into this. What are some of the biggest differences between city riding and country riding? Cause there's the obvious ones, but, uh, what's yeah. your opinion on that?
1: I think the biggest thing between the city and the country is once you get into the city, now you're in that dense traffic, right? So, yes, there are there, there's lots of vehicles out on the highway, but you're far more spread out. It's not as congested, that kind of thing. So the denser traffic is what I find obviously not out on the rural bits is that you're not in a residential area unless perhaps you're driving around some of these smaller subdivisions because there's loads and loads, especially out where I live in Strathcona County. We end up with the school zones, the playground zones, and that's where we're encountering a different kind of wildlife. In those playground zones, you've got a lot of children, right? So they're unpredictable, they're running out between vehicles and all of that. So that's, I sort of always make that joke that that's a different classification of wild things, right? <laughs> and I think that the biggest thing too is that the inattentive drivers in the city, it's, you know, you've got stop and go traffic and people are more tempted to get on their cell phone. They're listening to louder music. You know, they're they're just not as focused as they should be. Yes, that's potential for that to happen out on the On the highways and stuff but because of that stop and go people are more tempted to pick up their cell
0: phone well and also in the country even if they are you have so much more space to be more aware of someone's driving a little erratic or a little distracted right
1: Right, exactly and again you know there's no big trucks as much as you're out in the out on the uh the country roads or the highways you're going to encounter those though maybe on the hende and on the white mud The wind can be a factor in the city, but it catches you off guard because you're at the lower speeds when you're driving, you know, the 30, 40, 50, 60 zones. All of a sudden you end up on the white mud. Or on the Hyundai, now you're going up to 100, just a little bit more open space, and you get slammed with the wind occasionally, right? So those kinds of things sort of catch people off guard a little bit, I think. When you're out on the country roads and you're out on the highway, you expect a little bit more of that, but sometimes newer riders especially get a little bit, you know, a little shocked that those things come into play.
0: Oh, some of us more seasoned riders hate the wind for our own reasons. So there's nothing <laughs> like blowing off the road. That's uh, that's a fun time.
1: Yeah, uh, driving at a uh, 45 degree angle in a straight line because yeah, you're just yeah. trying to keep the bike going in that direction because of the wind. Yeah.
0: I, I, you shouldn't be dragging a knee to go in a straight line on a road.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's happened on the odd time and it's just like, oh, this is not a good day to be out. So. <laughs> those what, times, right? <laughs> yeah. What
0: What would you say, in your opinion, then, would be the worst part about city riding?
1: I again, I'm going to say the drivers and the traffic. Right? It's that constant vigilance, putting your head on a swivel all the time. And again, like you're like you said, you've got more time to be aware of what that driver might do on that highway. There are telltale signs in the city. To be a little bit more defensive, I know when someone's going to cut me off. It's like, oh, he's driving on the line. Uh, he keeps sort of swerving in and out of his lane a little bit. I can sort of see that he keeps looking down. He's looking at his phone, right? You got to create that space bubble so that you always have the out in the city, right? So again, I, like I said, it's just the dense traffic, the the log, you know, the log jams that you get where you're, you know, sort of vulnerable sitting in the middle of a bunch of parked cars. And the drivers that's that's what i think the biggest thing is
0: so those are some of like the big hazards of course what other kinds of hazards outside of you know our distracted drivers and and wind like for me potholes is a big big one all year round potholes
1: we don't have any potholes here (laughs) not at all not (laughs) at all haven't seen
0: any frankly haven't seen
1: any i don't see them at all ever what are some
0: what are some other hazards that you can think of
1: uh gravel gravel is around all year long you know you 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 see posts in the early spring you see posts in the middle of the season right to the bitter end it never goes away so that's just part of your deal as a rider is to be really vigilant and be really aware and observant and then have the skills under control so it's like okay i see that surface um going around this corner it's just like look ahead you're making a right hand turn, you just have that little yield sign. I've come across things where it's just like, oh, big pile of gravel. Okay, maybe I'm gonna be in the friction zone. Maybe I'm just gonna take my speed right down. Right. So knowing what you should be doing and how you should be negotiating that particular surface, right? Um intersections are a really big hazard in the city, not just a road surface, right? But being an intersection. So in those rural situations like where I live, there is an intersection every mile or every two miles, depending on which direction you go in. But for motorcyclists in the city, those are the most hazardous, dangerous places for uh, a motorcyclist, right? We're not seen. We're a smaller vehicle. You really have to have your head on a swivel. You have to be constantly scanning at all times just to make sure that you understand what the traffic is doing around you and then, putting yourself in a position where you can be seen. So if they can't see you, you are not being seen. So it's a huge hazard, I think. Um, And construction, I guess, would be the last thing because not just the gravel, but now the surface radically changes. It could be slippery. It could be, I mean, sometimes they put those little motorcycle signs out. Say, you know, caution, wiggly, scratchy road up ahead, or whatever that nice orange sign is that they, they nicely put out for us. But it really does create a little bit more of a hazard for folks that are on two wheels, right?
0: Well, and then you need to also pay attention to what your tires are going to pick up going through those construction zones. And exactly, you know, in checking your tires before you go out on every like every time you go out, you could have a nail in there, you could have anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've picked up quite a few nails and that's what we teach here in our courses is to do that safety circle check. And the bare minimum is look at your tire, like kick the tire. Like seriously, it's like we've had times where it's like we walk around the bike and we go, oh, there's another nail, right? Okay, I'm not taking that bike today, right? But kicking the tire, that's the bare minimum. Not, you know, you don't need to do everything good on you if you want to check absolutely everything, but your tires are what are keeping you up
0: Absolutely. And you only have two, so you should make sure exactly. they work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and visibility, like you mentioned, you know, denser traffic and stuff like that, the, the and intersections and how low visible we are in intersections. Yes. And, and then you factor in uh, what, what, I often refer to as the rest of the furniture that that's a term that comes from the Isle of Man racing where (laughs) there's that's the only place you should ever be street racing is at the Isle of Man TT because they shut down everything, but you've got lampposts, you've got post office boxes, you've got utility boxes, all of that takes away from our visibility from traffic all around us.
1: Yeah. You know, And then consider again that say you're in a lane position where you're lined up with somebody's headlight, you become that headlight. You're a black vehicle wearing a black jacket driving, you know, with a black SUV behind you, that's where you become invisible. So when you approach that intersection, the oncoming traffic person may only recognize the bigger vehicle. So their time and their thinking they may cut in uh, across or in front of you on that turn because they only perceive the bigger vehicle and they think they have more time to get that turn accomplished. So those are some of those visibility issues as well.
0: And you might want to consider switching up your gear or your helmet at the very least to yes. be something that is a different color. Yeah, exactly. Anything to be seen. So yeah. if you're preparing to, if you're, if you're somebody who maybe is a little, you know, not have the best confidence when it comes to city riding. And so you try and avoid the city at all costs. How would you prepare yourself to come into the city and, and maybe gain some confidence? What are some tips for
1: those people? Um, during, you know, over the winter, we lose some of our skills, right? And that's where that confidence goes down is because the skills diminish, I think is the biggest thing. We need to know what our limits are before we ever start our season. So every season or like in the course, I always mention this to our students is that at the beginning of every season that you're going to ride, your first stop should be a, a parking lot that's abandoned. Again, with hardly any gravel, if you can manage it. And then, uh, you know, practicing those skills. So you're doing your braking, you're doing, you know, getting some speeds, you know, some slow speed stuff up to snuff so that you can negotiate traffic while you're crawling along in a traffic jam to get those things and I think that helps boost people's confidence quite a bit um if you're that inexperienced rider and you know you're more comfortable out on those back country roads where there is no traffic maybe what you need to do is you're coming into the city maybe you're going to go into Sherwood Park or Fort Saskatchewan where it's a little bit denser not denser a little less dense traffic times of the day go on on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. In your residential area, there's not a lot of folks out. The kids aren't really out, you know, playing just yet, maybe, or even earlier, you know, really early morning, just to make it so that you're a little bit more comfortable. And then you're working your way up slowly, little by little, to build that com- confidence and your comfort zone, right? We get a lot of riders here that I've heard stories from. It's like, well, the first time I ever drove because I was, you know, working with someone who's following me, well, we went out on the hand day the first time like, oh, that's, that's a little intimidating. All of a sudden, you're at 100 kilometers an hour. So, you, you know, put yourself into situations where you're comfortable and that you've practiced those skills. And even when you are in traffic, utilizing those skills. So, knowing your limit. So, if you've practiced in a parking lot, you're braking, for example, you know, actually measure it out. Okay, I went 50 kilometers an hour, I went 30 kilometers an hour, and this is how long it took me to stop. Know know how long that took. So essentially, that braking distance is now your following distance. So when you get out into traffic, that's really how you should be approaching everything when you're dealing with all of those other drivers. Which can mm-hmm. be tough because the minute
0: you adjust for that, then somebody swoops in between and then you're, exactly. and but I mean, do you, yeah. do you all the time? Yeah, give yourself don't, space. Don't get mm-hmm. mad at what everyone else is doing. Just yeah. do you. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You got it.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree mm-hmm. with that. Those are awesome, awesome tips. Um, it's funny, like There's. there's just so much, that we talk about on this podcast and stuff. And one of the things that I talked about with a couple of the guys on another one was, uh, surrounding yourself with, um, good mentors. Like you've done the course, maybe you got your license already. You're still not comfortable in this city. Maybe surround yourself with people who are going to push you the right way. Yeah. Not, you know, like you understand that concept. Like what, help me explain that to the listeners.
1: Um like I mentioned, I've had students that come to me and they said, I'm taking this course. I thought I could learn from my friend. But the first thing we like, yes, we went to the parking lot and they explained how this clutch worked and this is your front brake and this is how you need to negotiate, but they felt pushed too far too fast. Instead of like, you know, and I I mean I like I always mentioned I, I advocate taking a course because it is in slow motion, you're supervised, you get really explicit instructions on how to do things properly sometimes our well-meaning friends don't always give the best explanations or they might skip over it right and then again it's this concept of they didn't start off in a less dense area they didn't start off in the residential they just went straight out onto the white mud and it makes people uncomfortable so right away you're nervous in traffic you're more thinking about the nerves than you are actually operating the vehicle, right? And it just kind of spirals down from there, right? Mm-hmm. When your comfort level goes down, your skills start to diminish as well, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and I was actually one of those people. I I got my license. Uh, that was back when we lot tested, and you were licensed right away. Yeah. And the very next weekend, went and picked up my. Brand new Triumph Speedmaster from Echo back in the old days, and they're on 118th. I yeah. think they're actually back there now, but <laughs> or whatever street they were on. And, uh, and I was adamant that I was going to be the one who I made the choice to buy that bike. And I was the one who's going to take it home. And I had some friends with me and it was like right out onto the Yellowhead, And I'm just like, okay, but I mean, I don't know what it was with me and my confidence. I was like, I wanted it so badly, but they were also not the type of people that just hung me out to dry out there. They, you know, we were, we were a very, um, it was, it was amazing little dance on motorcycles where I had a couple people ahead of me and a couple people behind me. Yeah. And I was essentially insulated going the speed limit, but like felt very protected. And those were great people to have around me yes. and yeah. helping me through versus pushing me or making me go outside of my comfort zone too quickly. Like you should go out of your comfort zone, but there is a pace for everybody that's different.
1: Yes. And people should understand that. And we always talk about that. If you have that group of friends that won't support your needs in that moment as a newer rider, for example, then I need to know,
0: find how, a new group.
1: If you need to find a new group of people and, and, you know, sometimes that's hard because you can have those friends for a long time and then you're just not comfortable in that situation.
0: And then the last thing that I want to touch on with you is um, racing
1: yeah um, road, road not so good. No, you know there's it's it's again, how's that surface? have you have you looked at it? There's a barrier, there's concrete, there's traffic. you're zipping in and out of cars. Um, that's not the place to do it. And it, a lot it, of us, yeah, go ahead it sorry, it may,
0: sorry. no, it, it may seem like fun. But yeah. when you have two tracks and then another one that's uh, open now in Calgary area, there, there's yeah. options.
1: Yes, and- that's the place for speed. And, you know, most of us on motorcycles, we like to go fast. That's, it's, you like the feeling of the wind in your face, mm-hmm. right? Um, but the excessive speed and the excessive road shenanigans that, you know, you hear about, it's, that's the place where you're going to get yourself into trouble. Because the traffic and the drivers can't adjust to you. They don't see you when we travel in that manner, right? So, yeah, taking it to the track. And at the track, again, now you have all the support. You got people there to help you. You could take one of those little workshops that they're going to do at the beginning and get you up to speed, so to speak. So pun <laughs> intended, uh, Pun intended, exactly. Totally. Yeah, pun intended, exactly. Now right? for- and in an appropriate environment, right?
0: absolutely yeah. and and for our listeners who may not live in in the Edmonton area just to explain Groat Road if you don't know what it is it's essentially a curvy road that is like a racetrack um, that runs in and around um, down by the river and uh, through the city a little bit and as fun as it sounds it's uh you know if if there's ever a place to be respecting speed limits because of the unpredictability of distracted drivers and everything else going on the city would be it and i know every city has a growth road every nice. city has that road that that people think is the coolest thing to race on and unfortunately we have lost lives um because of wow. that and that's not something that we want to see. That's not something your families want to see. And it's definitely not doing any favors for people who have fears for riding in the city. Cause then they see that and go, Oh, that's what happens all the time. It's not, there are other factors at play. Like we always say, ride your own ride. Exactly. Like, do you? Yep. So, yeah. But any other tips for city riding? Do you think that we've missed?
1: It all, but you know what? Put your head on a swivel. Pay attention to the riders, create a space bubble, and always have an out so that you can always have an escape route that's going to keep you safe. Put yourself where you're going to be visible. And like you mentioned, we all want to wear the black jacket with the black motorcycle, and I'm guilty. Guilty is charged. Uh, you know, I got a darker motorcycle and a black jacket, but at night I do put on my little yellow safety thing so that vehicles can see me, but the more visible you are, the safer you're going to be with that denser.
0: Now, if someone was looking for a little bit of help to maybe gain some confidence, I know you guys do courses outside of uh, rider essentials or basic essentials, where can, what's the website where they can look up what types of courses you have to offer?
1: Yeah, the Alberta Safety Council website will show you everything that we've got for motorcycle courses. So it's safetycouncil.ab.ca. And if you're having a hard time
0: finding it, go to our website under sponsors, corporate members, under the silver level. There's their logo. Click on it, it'll take you right to their website as
1: well. Yeah, and we customize things for people as well. You know, if you've been riding for a long time and you go, you know, my u-turns are not as good as I'd like them to be. I just want a little bit of help. You all, all of us, we don't we don't always necessarily practice a figure eight if that's our most frustrating skill, right? But I've got lots of lots of support here for people that want to learn.
0: Yeah, I uh, I really need to get my little butt into a parking lot and just do some little slow speed things again cuz I've I you know, you get complacent and that's not a good place to be either.
1: Yeah, we just are more interested in, okay, I'm going to get on the bike and I'm going to drive to Jasper. And I'm yeah. not practicing a figure eight at that time. I'm just concentrating on the end. Ride, right? Absolutely. Well, Karen, a pleasure as always. Once again, oh, thank, thank you. You, you too.
0: I mean, I, I love that you give up time for me all the time, as, as, as do many of our corporate members. And like I said, at the top of the show, we like to bring credible voices on and uh, get good information out there for people. And why not do tips straight from instructors? That's the best way to go.
1: Cool. Well, thanks for having me again, Leanne. We appreciate all your hard work, all, all year long, relentlessly. Just Well, you do. You really do promote awareness in this province to help other motorists also recognize motorcycles and and safety so good partnership
0: thank you thank you so much karen i appreciate that and we will talk again soon
1: sounds good see you next time
0: Alrighty, mailbag time. This question comes from our dear friend, Bruce in Calgary, who is asking if he's building a cafe racer out of a Yamaha XS650, do I need a front fender on the bike? Well, there is actually nothing in the vehicle regulations that states that you are required to have a front fender on a motorcycle. This can change from province to province and state to state if you travel in the US frequently. So it is up to you to check the rules everywhere else. However, here's some things about the, about the fender. It protects you and the engine from all the things on the road. Your tires will throw up rocks and pebbles as you drive around. Your front fender will prevent those rocks and pebbles from hitting you and potentially your engine as well. Especially for engines where the spark plug is in a place that is very exposed location to the road, the front fender helps keep it protected from the elements and damage. There are also some motorcyclists that utilize the front fender for, or some motorcycles that utilize the front fender for stabilization. The front fender balances the force between the forks and the front in the front of the bike. So there are good reasons to have a front fender. The benefits of taking it off solely aesthetic. And I get it. There are bikes out there that look much better without a front fender, but understand the risks of safety when it comes to that. To make sure that you don't miss any of our upcoming podcasts or listen to previous ones, make sure that you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get yours. If there's a topic you want us to cover, a guest you think that would be great, or a question for the mailbag, let us know. You can connect with us on all the socials, email us at info at ab-amss.org or reach out through our website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe and think bike. We'll see you out on the road.